What's up, mortals? This is Austin Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be telling you the story of Fujira Hidesato and the miraculous shit that he pulled to only be given the dumbest nickname ever. Hidesato was a warrior at heart, so he left his home in search of adventure. One day, he came to a bridge stretching across the lake Biwa. As he started across, he quickly spotted a huge dragon. These are Japanese dragons, so they have serpentine bodies. This one was so thick that it took up the entire width of the bridge. With every breath, the dragon blew smoke and fire, but it appeared to be asleep. Hidesato wasn't one for detours, so he's like, fuck it, I'm a brave warrior after all. I'll just walk across its sleeping body and hope for the best. So he does just, he does just that. He climbs up on the dragon's body, walks across its back to the other side, all without it waking up. When he begins to leave the area, he hears someone cry out from behind him. He turns, expecting a cranky dragon, looking for a snack, and instead sees an old man standing on the bridge. The dragon nowhere to be found. The man wore sea-green clothes and had bright red hair. Hidesato could tell this was no ordinary man. Perhaps because it was a fucking ginger in the middle of Japan. I wonder if the Japanese sailed over to Ireland, would they believe that it's an entire country of magical beings with their fiery red hair and lack of souls? Hidesato, with the same no-fucks-to-give personality, is like, Hey, bud! You call out to me? The man replied, yes. Do you think you can help me? Hidesato says, maybe, but first tell me who the fuck you are. This red hair is creeping me out. So the man tells him he's in fact the dragon that was sleeping on the bridge. Not only that, but he's the dragon king of the lake. His family has been plagued by his greatest enemy, the centipede who lives up in the mountains. Comes every night and takes and eats one of his children or grandchildren. Problem has gotten so dire that he decided to ask a human for help. So he took his dragon form and waited on the bridge. Hidesato was the first crazy bastard to see a sleeping dragon as his own personal footpath and walk across. Surely a man who casually walks across a dragon is brave enough to fight a centipede that fucking eats dragons. I'm not about to take up some quest to challenge a normal centipede. Those things are straight from my, my nightmares. Let alone one that can trample an entire village. But Hidesato set out in search for adventure, so he was like, yeah, great, sign me up, where is he? Dragon King explained that it lived up high in the mountains, but came down at the same time every night. It would be easy to just wait it out in his palace. Water of the lake parts to allow the two to pass and reach the Dragon King's palace at the bottom. The palace was a colossal structure of white marble, and all the fish of the lake, the goldfish, carp, trout, they swam around as the king's servants. Hidesato was treated to a huge banquet, and the fish put on entertainment by dancing and playing instruments somehow. It's very Little Mermaid-esque. They ate, they drank, they partied long into the night, eventually forgetting about the centipede until its thunderous footsteps signaled that it was leaving the mountain. Everyone started freaking the fuck out. The king brought Hidesato up to his balcony to see the centipede as it descended from the mountain. The king was like, all right, that's why you're here. Well, this is the perfect time to kill it, you know. Hidesato, with stomach full of food and booze, is like, yep, I got this. Bring me my bow and arrows. Dude only had three arrows to kill a giant centipede that spends its time eating dragons. He launched the first arrow and hit it right between the eyes, but it bounced harmlessly off its exoskeleton. I want to reiterate again that this thing eats dragons, and Hidesato is attacking it with what is essentially a pointy twig. He unleashes the second arrow and again just harmlessly bounces off the exoskeleton. In desperation, Hidesato remembers a rumor he once heard that one time in a bar from like a person across the room that human saliva was deadly to centipedes. I don't know what kind of conversations he was having or listening to, 
But without any other choice, he pops the arrow in his mouth like a lollipop, makes sure to get it all nice and wet. Then he launches a spit-covered arrow at the centipede. This time it punctured the skull right into its brain. Because not only is human saliva poisonous to it, but also it somehow invalidates the fact that its skin is armor. Hidesato calls to the king to show him what he's done. The centipede is slain and the entire dragon family rejoices, bowing to Hidesato and proclaiming him the bravest warrior in all of Japan. The king throws another feast, serving all kinds of fish as the meal, fish that was no doubt cooked and served by his fish servants because this is some weird cannibalistic kingdom the dragons are running. When Hidesato leaves the next day, the dragon king insists on bestowing him with several gifts. He gives him a bronze bell, a bag of rice, a roll of silk, and a cooking pot. Hidesato thanks him and returns home while the dragon's servants deliver the gifts to his house. Turns out that the, with the exception of the bell, these were all magical gifts. So Hidesato gives like the relatively normal bell to a nearby temple. The bag of rice never runs empty, the roll of silk never ends, and the cooking pot makes all your food delicious and it cooks without needing fire. Having two unlimited resources makes Hidesato very wealthy. He becomes known throughout Japan because he is never in need of food, rice, or clothes. Food, fire, or clothes. So he becomes known as Tawara Toda, which means my lord bag of rice. Imagine slaying a dragon-eating centipede, having an entire family of dragons bow to you, declare you the bravest warrior in your country, earning the respect of a dragon king, and the thing you get remembered for is having a lot of rice. He must have been so disappointed. Like, I know I would have been. Like, hey, remember that time I slayed a dragon-eater monster? To which the entire country responded, hey, remember that time you had all that rice? Classic Hidesato, the rice guy, lord of the rice. On a different note, I can sympathize with the people who saw a centipede and decided that it must be a horrible fucking monster. Those things are terrifying. The whole giant centipede motif is found all over manga and anime today, like Inuyasha, Naruto, One Punch Man, even My Hero Academia, several others. Well, that's it for the episode. If you enjoyed, spread the word, tell a friend. I also run an Instagram at Awesome Myth and Monsters and a Twitter at MythOTD.